Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. We're back for another episode. It's been another week. Another week has gone by. Where is it gone? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, my friends, I've been on some dynamite sessions recently. So much so they've inspired me. I was on a session recently, honest to goodness, you know, as you might imagine, sales. And it was about the new way to sell. It isn't so much classic, use a phone or use an email or be on social selling. The new way of selling is you. You're the commodity. You're pitching you, if you will. And people react to you. And the whole premise of the conversation, this was not my conversation. It was somebody else's conversation. Of course, I totally interjected myself into it. Is, is the importance these days of the individual. In fact, I've seen a lot of people out there, whether it's Justin Michaels, Josh Braun, Scott Lease, a lot of them out there, Justin Welsh, especially Justin Welsh, who goes on and says that that is how you sell now in the new modern era we in. And it's probably even more so the case in this fine year as we record this of 2020, the year of COVID, where we're not able to go and mix and mingle those live shows, be profiled on all the videos and the highlight reels and everything else. Everybody's just gone totally online and totally social. And it's about whoever has the most traction, you know, the most visibility that gets the most buzz. And we've seen it. Justin Welsh talks about how he's turned his own personal brand into a money-making machine. And that's simply because of awareness. I can recognize that because I have seen similar results with any efforts I make that leads come in to me because they like me, they respect me. The biggest comment I get over and over again on my stuff is they like my content, right? So they trust me because they like my content content. That's important. You know, they may like me. They may not like me. It doesn't really matter. Do they respect me? That matters. Do they think I add value? That matters. Do they remember who I am, or at least that they know my name and that I am someone worthy of remembering? That matters. But for me, it always comes back to the content I put out there. What I hear a lot is they don't feel the content is biased. It doesn't feel like it has a vendor spin. It feels like it's adding value. It's sparking conversation. It has great debate. So that's something that I've gravitated around and that all matters today. And so today, normally you would hear me riff nonstop. I might tell a personal story. I might reminisce about what's happened at a previous time in my life. And nine times out of 10, whatever I'm gathering about comes back and, and it ties in with the day's topic is. We're doing things different. We've never done this before. Normally you would have me have one guest and, and today I don't have one guest. In fact, I don't, I don't, I don't have two guests. I have three guests. I have three guests amongst the show as well as myself. So it'll be four of us talking nonstop. So you're saying, Daryl, you're rambling now. So what's the topic? Topic is about the importance of personal branding. Now you've heard me talk about this before. I've brought it up over and over again, and I feel so committed about it. But it was the conversation when Justin's out there, he talks about this on Thursday night sales. If you've ever been part of that, you should be part of that community where it's like, that's what matters. He and I had a webinar not too long ago about his point was that content marketing 
no longer works. If he has a company send him content, he doesn't care. It just goes into his, his trash. But what he does is he likes the content of an individual and he follows certain individuals. And then because of those individuals and the content he's consumed from those individuals that he's actually done business with them. That was when I was like, man, that's just a whole different way of looking at things. It's no longer branding like Coca-Cola or Nike or anybody else. And it was interesting because I had this conversation the other day with somebody who's looking for a job and I was trying to help them and say, you know, you've got to build your own personal brand. It's not just about having a great profile. You got to actually get engaged and that's how you're going to float to the top. And his reaction to me was that's a gimmick, Daryl, and I'm not going to do that. And I was like, well, okay, dude, it's not a gimmick. It's just the way it is. And either you adapt and survive or you don't. And then you look for a different career. And then he hung up on me and I'm not making this up. He hung up on me. This is your point in time. If you want to disconnect, press stop, go away, shut the browser, whatever, however you're consuming this, do it now because what I'm telling you is truth, but it's not me. I'm not going to be the one telling you. I'm just going to be leading the conversation. Let's bring the guests in right now. I want to bring in them. One, two, three. Here we go. First up is Christina Yarmil, and she's with Personal ABM, Personal Account-Based Marketing. Emphasis in the word personal. Also part of Stop the Sales Drop. And she's going to talk to you soon about some kick-ass event they have coming up shortly. I may or may not be involved in. Christina, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's good to see you, Daryl. All right. So for those watching video, why do you look like you're half nervous and half excited? Just so we're curious about this. I'm always half nervous and half excited. I don't know why. <laughs> I love it. Next up is John Moore. And I love John Moore. He is VP of Revenue Enablement at Big Tin Can. He calls himself the collaborator and he truly is. If you haven't followed John yet, and this goes for everybody, any of these individuals on LinkedIn, make a point of doing it right now. Multitask. John, my friend, how are you, sir? I am doing great, Daryl. I'm so excited to be here. I've wanted this challenge for a long time, so I'm excited to be here. All right. Rounding out the collection is Josie Marshburn. Now, Josie is the CEO at Sales Enablement Benchmark. She is just an amazing woman. You have to go follow her. All these people on LinkedIn, I mentioned that already, go follow them. Josie, welcome to the show. Hello. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Look at that big smile. I love it. So let's just get right into it. First off, I'm going to throw it out there. Let's start off with the, the elephant in the room, personal branding as it relates to a sales rep. Is it relevant is the question. Is it relevant? And then I'll let you expound on what does relevancy mean. I'm going to start with John first, and then I'm going to let the women have the last word because you, if you're smart, you always let the women have the last word. I've learned that with a lot of years of marriage, John. Is it relevant to a sales rep or as the individual hung up on me said, it's a gimmick? No, it's absolutely relevant for a sales rep. You need to show that you have something to say that's of value to people you're trying to reach out to. And a damn ball better not be all about you, 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 but you better show that you have an understanding of what their pain points are, their needs, and start to prove credibility. So it's absolutely important. Is there a time when somebody shouldn't care about personal branding? If someone says to you, it's not about me. It's about the product or the service. It's about my company and my employer and their brand. I'm just a facilitator. I'm just a person. I, I match your pains and problems up with my company's solutions. Yeah. What do you say to that? We're not all Yentels out there anymore, just being <laughs> those blind matchmakers. I'll first say that. I mean, you represent your business. So if you're picking up the phone as an SDR, making phone calls, if they have a clue who you are because they're aware of you on LinkedIn or someplace else, also, by building your own personal brand, if it's in alignment with the company, 
you start to amplify your own brand. You've got to adding value in every conversation. So you've got to do that, man. I love what you're saying. Pick up what John just said there. If they know who you are, they've heard of your name, and then you actually reach out to them, phone, email, whatever, they're going to respond. I remember Morgan Ingram sharing a story about uh, there. he had a success story, one of his clients, and she followed his content. And one day she was sitting at her desk, and he cold called her. He called her, and she said when she saw Morgan Ingram come up on the actual display of the phone, she freaked out, spazzed, and picked up the phone right away. So how many calls did that person ignore, but they didn't ignore Morgan's because they knew Morgan's brand and were a fan of the content? All right, I'm going to bring it over to Josie. Josie, I asked John this question. I'm going to ask you. I want to know your opinion. You can disagree with John if you want to. Personal branding, is it relevant to a sales rep? It's always relevant. So the answer is yes. It's really interesting when you think about what we use LinkedIn for today. We use LinkedIn for networking. We use it for lead generation. We use it to convey a message either about ourselves or our company. So all of that is branding, right? It's surprising to me how poorly people will have their profile on LinkedIn or some of the things they may say on LinkedIn. I was coaching a girl the other day and she put something rather negative out on LinkedIn. And she's looking for a job and it was about recruiters. And so I sent her a quick message and I said, Hey, if it was me, I wouldn't put that out there. And this is why she sent me a really nice note back. And she said, yeah, but I disagree with you. So I'm going to leave it out here. Yeah. That's an interesting one, right? Because I do agree that when you have solid constructive discourse, you may not agree with one another. And I see the best engagement. Again, Scott Leese and I got into a bit of a Twitter flaming exchange a couple days ago for a topic that's not relevant right now. And we went back and forth and back and forth and we were completely at odds, completely at odds. And then he texts me later on that night and he's like, dude, that was the most engagement I have ever had on Twitter. That was awesome. So the point was, even though we were disagreeing, it was constructive and people were part of the conversation. To your point, you know, she disagreed with you, but your whole point was it's affecting your brand. I mean, it may not be what you said. It's affecting your brand. That's right. I love your point about poor LinkedIn profiles. Do you see that a lot? I see it a lot. I see them that they're glorified CVs is what they are. And there's nothing else there. Yeah. I used to teach an onboarding program when I was at Oracle. And one of the things that we would teach everybody in that onboarding program was the importance of LinkedIn not only in your brand as a person, but in how you're conveying to your customers and prospects who you are and your expertise. So we would have somebody from LinkedIn come in and speak to them. We would then take a professional photograph with them, and then we would make them all go to LinkedIn and update their LinkedIn profile. I think it's super important. And as a salesperson, if you're not going to build a brand around your expertise, how do people know what you do and what you're really good at? All right, I want to flip it to Christina here because of something Josie just said. Now, Christina, I'm even going to ask you your thoughts on, on personal brand because, I mean, hey, your company is called Personal ABM, so I'm pretty confident I know your position on this one. But I, I am going to ask you something about what Josie said. She talked about if your profile doesn't tell a story. And I know, and I've heard you talk about your profile needs to tell a story. But what does that mean? Help me understand. What does that mean? It needs to show your expertise. It needs to show your point of view. That's how you're going to stand out from other SDRs, from other business development or account reps or AEs, whatever it is, and show who you are. It's how you build trust. It's how you build values. When we are forced into the digital age, which most of us were already here, but the ones that were in event 
marketing or business development at events or in-person things and forced it to digital. You built trust. It's much easier. I'm not going to say it's easy in person, but on digital, you have to build trust and add value. Otherwise, you're just going to be seen as a salesperson as, as opposed to a trusted vendor or a trusted source and or advisor. Okay, so here's a question for you then. You talk about, you said you need to have your own point of view come across as part of the, the profile, which your own point of view, so that means the language, your abstract, your about, whatever, whatever you're wanting to feature. So many of you don't feature, use the feature function. Use the feature function, all right? It's a great chance to get your style out there. But it also comes across in your post and in your engagement. So let me ask you this, Christina. If all I ever post are somebody else's posts, and that's it. And if all I ever say in any kind of comments and other people's posts is like, either I just like it or I just say, yeah, what he said, boy, preach. And that's all I say. Is my point of view out there just so I'm clear as it relates to my personal brand? It's funny that you say that because that's one of my biggest pet peeves. It's kind of just showing up to social and showing up on digital. You're not sharing again your point of view. You're just re-sharing other people's things. You can share other people's info and content as much as you want, but put your spin on it, put your take on it, say what you agree with, say what you disagree with, but it, say why it is so that you're adding that value and building trust. So you're not that actual resource and just sharing other people's content, which doesn't really add any value that you're looking to build. Okay. So we're going to take a quick commercial break here, folks. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back because I want to ask these heavy hitters, what are the objections they get to doing it? What are the excuses that you give to other people on why you don't do it? Don't go anywhere. We're right back. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. Okay, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not even going to do round robin anymore. We're going to get people talking over each other. It's going to be fantastic. Number one excuse any of you here shut it out for why you won't do personal branding, especially on something like LinkedIn. Number one. Don't my favorite time. one is favorite one go for it. i love it that's okay cross talk what's your favorite one my, my favorite one is i don't want to have a social presence no social presence john what's your favorite what's your number one you hear don't have time no time no social presence no time christina i represent a company that hide behind the logo ah <laughs> what i hear a lot of is i don't want to get trolled i don't want to look stupid all right that's what i hear a lot of okay so let's go on that john i don't have time is that valid or not it's not valid. You can spend five to 10 minutes a day and do an adequate job of getting your opinions out there and sharing a little bit of value each day. Now, I certainly spend more than that, 
because that's just a big part of my job and a big part of my personal mission. But if you spend five to 10 minutes, let's say on LinkedIn, looking at content and hashtags that are relevant to you, you can find content that you want to share back out, add, as Christina said, your personal viewpoint. And an occasional preach is okay, Christina, because I like using preach. But as long as you add your personal viewpoint too, I think that's the key. And five to 10 minutes a day, that's all you need to get going in the game. If you're going to use the preach, then you also have to use the boom, just so we're clear on this, all right? You can't use one without the other. Boom. Boom. There we go. Josie, talk to me. You shared the objection. How do you respond to them when they give you that objection? I don't know how you sell today without a social presence. I also don't know how you build your personal brand without a social presence. I was having an exchange today with somebody on LinkedIn and he said, I just started using LinkedIn. And I thought, man, where have you been? It's been around since 2004. It's not just COVID that's made it a valuable tool, especially for business. It's a great way to stay in touch with clients. It's a great way to stay in touch with colleagues that you've worked with. So I think it's super important to build your brand on a platform LinkedIn, but I also think it's important to build it in the right way. And what I mean by that is if all you're going to do is go out and collect a bunch of people in your network that don't add value, why are they there? Okay, so let's go with that. I One of the topics I want to talk about was where do I start? So you made the comment, Josie, about you just started using it and where have you been? So let me go to Christina. Where do I start? How do I make this easy? Because it seems like a lot of work to me, and I'm scared, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm insecure, and I might look stupid, and I don't want to be frail. I think people have to get away from the playing a volume game or the awareness game, that mentality of just showing up type of thing, and do it in bite-sized chunks. Work on your profile a little bit at a time. It doesn't have to be all done at once. Change the way you're actually engaging with people. Um, and think of every little engagement you have, whether you're actually commenting somewhere or sharing a discussion or reaching out to connect as a mini sales conversation or a mini conversation of to add value to that conversation, whether it's with a prospect or someone that you might partner with or someone that you want to actually get to know or you want them to get to know you. If you're always adding value every step of the way, no matter what you're doing, you'll be on the right track. So one of the things I did, and like Josie said, I had been on LinkedIn, but I really wasn't using LinkedIn, if you will. It was a glorified resume placement holder. A couple of years ago, as I was on the Christmas holidays, and I went and I said, well, you know, I probably I probably should, you know, have a decent LinkedIn profile. And I bought an ebook on Amazon, a Kindle book, and it was how to write a killer LinkedIn profile plug for Brenda Bornstein. I don't know the woman, but she changed my life. It was less than 10 bucks. I read, I skimmed it. You know, because I need, you know, a lot of it, right? So you skimmed it. I read it in a couple hours. And then I spent the next couple of days just tweaking here and there. Changed my world. My views went through the roof. The feedback I got, the, the inbound I got, it was crazy. So that's how I started. I did it on my own time, exactly as Christina said, and I bought a book. Crazy, you can do it. Lots of YouTube videos, lots of experts out there. Don't be shy. Many employers are now actually helping you do that. In fact, let's go back to you, John. How do you work with your sales reps to make sure? sure they have a presence on social because Big Tin Can is really good at this. So let me start back briefly, though, if I may, Daryl. Uh, nobody yeah. wants to be prale. Nobody wants to be prale. So let's no. establish that. You're right. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Agreed. But one, of the things, one of the things I did for myself personally was I built a strategy document. What the heck am I trying to accomplish? And as a result of putting that forward, I also, I, you know, I did a lot of the same things that you talk about. I bought a couple of books. I listened to some stuff on Audible. 
But ultimately what I did was I boiled down those lessons and what we've done internally at Big Ten Can, and we're a work in progress. I simply put together a series of training courses and best practices for the entire customer facing team. And the key lessons there for them were really that you need to not make this a resume. I mean, you mentioned it, so many of the LinkedIn profiles are resumes. So what I did was I took my own LinkedIn profile, walked them through section by section, the best practices of how to use it, and showed them how I had converted my own personal LinkedIn profile to be much more of a story about how I can add value, how I can be of help and of service to you, the person listening to me, the person reading my resume. And I just simply reinforced that with the sales team. And there were plenty of people, let's be very honest and very transparent, who said, John, that's BS. I don't have time for that. But we slowly started converting some people and, and we're going to continue to convert more and more people to enhancing their resume, their LinkedIn profile, so that it really tells a story about how they can help the customers that are out there. So one of the things I did with my reps is I had them start intentionally using, so you connect with somebody to send them a voice message or send them a video message, just because maybe they've gone silent. Yeah, we'll talk, and all of a sudden they go silent. They ghost them, right? And it was amazing how quickly when they did that, the prospects re-engaged, and my reps were on fire all of a sudden. Like, this is killer, this is amazing. And I'm like, cool, so now you get it, it works. So now if it works, don't you wanna really exploit the platform, the channel? And to do that, you need to focus on your own personal brand. You need to make sure your profile looks good, you need to be engaged, you need to go to all these communities. And we started throwing communities at them. And that's my next question. Let me go to Josie first. Josie, do you recommend just LinkedIn? Because there's, there's a ton of communities. There's obviously LinkedIn, there's Twitter, then there's a lot of specialty communities that have sprung up. There's Rev Genius. there's Revenue Collective, there's Thursday Night Sales, there's a whole bunch. What are your recommendations? All of the above. So I think there's some really amazing blogs that are out there. Quotable by Salesforce is a great sales blog. There are great podcasts that you can listen to. There are great community forums that you can join. Sales Enablement Society is a great example of one. The collaborator now has one that people can join. So there's a whole lot of different things that you can do to either build your presence, build your brand, or in some cases, share some expertise from other people. Christina, I know you're a LinkedIn advocate, just LinkedIn. I mean, if I was gonna start one place, would I start at LinkedIn or, or should I do what Josie said and go everywhere? I agree with the idea of trying to go everywhere. I don't necessarily do it myself and LinkedIn is my platform of choice, but it is just a platform, it is just a tool. I believe that the platform doesn't really matter where you are, as long as you're in the right place for your you know, your audience. It's the personal communication, it's that emotional connection that you're making and building trust. So communication versus platform, if you take that communication across any platform that you choose, I think that's the bigger value add. Okay, so Christina just said something that was solid gold, and I'm not sure you picked up on it. She said, if it's the right platform for the audience you're trying to target, right? So that's huge. For many of us, it's LinkedIn. I look at my higher ed vertical that we sell into. They're all over Twitter. 
That's where they are. They're not on LinkedIn anywhere, but they're on Twitter. So you got to go to Twitter if that's your target audience. And a lot of these communities are amazing, but you also understand the composition of them. For example, I'm personally in a community called Rev Genius. And you're going to see that's a lot of middle layer marketing ops and salespeople, right? So starting to middle layer. Then I'm in another community that I pay for. I pay 10 bucks a month for. That's called Peak. And it's for people who want to be a CMO. And that's much more senior level. So different audiences, different communities, different conversations, and both add value. So even though I'm more established in my career, I still get a lot of value of hanging out with those who are earlier in their career because they just have a different point of view than me, a different take. And often they're symbolic of the people I want to sell to because not everybody I'm selling to is 50 years old. Some of them are 30 years old, 25 years old. Understanding their points of view is huge. Understand you're going there for a reason. John, what are your thoughts? Is it just LinkedIn? You got a big smile on your face or is it somewhere else? Like you tell me. I'm laughing because there's so much good feedback here. I went forward by building a strategic plan about where I wanted to target. And it came down to exactly what Christina said. Where are the people that I want to build a relationship with? For me, it's a mix of CMOs, sales enablement folks, sellers, and so on and so forth. So the biggest community that I could most easily become a part of and share value into was LinkedIn. But I've also started to spread out to these other communities as well. Now that I have sort of that initial beachhead where I'm delivering consistent value there. But that's the gold standard. And I agree with that point from Christina. Where do you need to be? I think it's important, though, that as quickly as you, you achieve your initial level of success on LinkedIn, if that's where your community is, you start to identify, just like any good marketer would do, where are the other places that your audience lives and become a part of those communities as well. But it's always about a, a cost-benefit analysis not to make this too boring and dry. Yeah, I'm not gonna go spend a lot of time on TikTok because there's not anybody talking about sales enablement there. Nobody's TikToking about sales enablement, gotcha. And I agree no, with I've you. I've learned a couple of dance steps though. I've, oh, I've learned to dance a little better. Yeah, 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 but no, but no, no sales enablement. <laughs> Love this, right? Because what I've heard you guys all say is, I understand where your customer that you're trying to reach lives, right? That's kind of your ideal customer profile and that's where you need to go. And I've heard you say, ease into it. Make sure you've got a personal, professional, polished profile to start. All right. Let your personality come through, have a point of view. You can get help either in books or in videos or expert advisors. You can allocate a few minutes a day simply to go do it, to start and get in there, but have a take. Don't just regurgitate what other people are saying. Be constructive, ease your way into it, and you will build your reputation over time. All right. Final thoughts. Here's my question. If there's one piece of actionable advice or feedback, so it's pretty much open-ended, that you can share with our audience today, what would it be? I'm going to start with John. Fix your profile. Take a look at your profile and remove every element of resume to it and read it or share it with someone who is your ideal customer profile. Ask them if that's the profile of someone they would trust and start to communicate with. Josie, one piece of advice. Please read a company's about page before reaching out. If you do that, you'll know exactly what they do and you will stop trying to reach out to people that cannot buy your product that you're trying to sell. That's gold. Christina, I'm going to coach you on your advice should be. Your advice should be to go to an event. What event should they go to? 
they should go to Stop the Sales Drops upcoming event. Uh, it's a LinkedIn training navigating the new social selling. Dara will be there, Josie will be there, and John will be there. And it's happening August 18th, 19th, and 20th. But if you can't join us live, you can always access it on demand. So it's stopthesalesdrop.com backslash LinkedIn training. There you go. The conversation started today and it carries on again. We're all going to be there with Christina. My name is Daryl Prale. We're out of time. Big thank you to John Moore. Follow him. Josie Marshburn. Follow her. Christina Yaramillo. Follow her and go to the Stop the Drop event. I hope you had fun today, folks. What do you think of this many people? It's a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.